That's the sound of Jameson, my friends. Episode two of the Bonfire Sessions. And yeah, we're going to start off with uh, our whiskey choice, which, like I said, is Jameson. Standard go-to. Yeah. Very solid choice. Yeah. I mean, I used to, it used to be my favorite, I think. And once I branched out, it's like, oh, it's, it's really just like, I'll pick up some Jameson. Right. I mean... <laughs> Same thing with Jack Daniels or Jim Beam. Yeah, like Jim Beam, I think, is even on the lower end, though. I don't know. I mean, it's only, what, like uh, 12 bucks for... Yeah, something cheap. Yeah, yeah something super cheap. So that's what we got. Uh, just a quick word. This is episode two. And if you haven't yet listened to episode one, please do that. And please listen to the uh, episode zero, which is the 15-minute introduction and, uh, man, I had a good time last time on episode one. We talked about experience. Uh, we talked about the importance of direct experience. And I thought it was a great conversation. Yeah. I was surprised, but not too surprised with how it came out. Yeah, it's funny because when we first kind of accidentally decided to do a podcast, it's it's weird because we, we were hanging out at the uh, at the lake. And I was just like, we should do a podcast. But I didn't, when I drove down there, I didn't plan on having that conversation. It just kind of popped out of nowhere. It's funny how that happens. Yeah. I mean, do you even remember what was, what was the spark whip? No, I don't. It's one of those times when like something just comes out of nowhere. Keith, uh, Giles, we did a webinar, uh, on the Heretic Happy Hour for our Patreon supporters. And Keith was talking, Keith's big into art and like comics and fiction and stuff. And he was talking about this like theory that all the information and ideas are already out there. You just have to, in essence, like tune your antennas to pick them up. And he says that the reason there's like data for this is because random people will come up with the same ideas like at the same time, the same idea for a song, the same idea for a book. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, <clears throat> maybe. I mean, it's possible, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. So that's where that, I mean, it's, it kind of just seemed like as a content creator, as someone who writes books, someone who does podcasts, like you're always having to pay attention. So maybe you just like grab that little idea that floats over your head and you don't know where I, your ideas come from. They just kind of come. That's cool. But I'd like to think that the ideas that I put forth wouldn't come to being if, if I weren't around, you know, takes kind of the, this, uh, well, it takes your ego out of the equation, I guess. If, yeah. If, if you're not the originator of any certain idea. And why would you really need to be? I mean, your ego might want you to be, right? No, but yeah, practically speaking, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no so there's, reason at all. Yeah. So maybe, maybe. I mean, you do have to pay attention to be an artist. You have to pay attention to the world, the ideas. Because I think like true art, we talked about Caleb real quick last time. And, and the reasons, I think some of the reasons is that I don't see like art, Christian art as like real art. It's more kitschy is because it's like, it's trying, it's trying too hard. It's not um, like, the, like the Babylon Bee is the satire site. You ever read their articles? No. Oh, you haven't? So it's a satire site that uh, like pokes fun at Christianity. And it's kind of like the onion for Christians. You know what I mean? And right. okay. But the I think the it's funny sometimes, but the reason I think it fails a lot is that it's it's like using satire and art to 
like poke fun at the already oppressed. So they'll they'll make satire and, and it'll be from like a really Calvinistic slant or something or about the inerrant Bible. And it's like, oh, you're just tr- it's like cringeworthy. You're trying too hard because you're not actually art speaks against like the powerful those in charge. Like you're already beating down other people and poking fun at them like this just doesn't work in satire as well. Yeah. And it's just uh, it's I mean, lazy. Um, well, it's so form- it- it's so formulaic, too. Right. I mean, I don't want to use the word honest, I guess. It just doesn't seem uh, artistically honest. Right. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But um, I think I think it would be it would be cool in this episode to discuss. We, we both mentioned that we're universalists, but that we might come at it. I don't know. We come at it kind of from a different stance, mm-hmm. different slant. How How we came to it originally or why? Uh, why it's so important to us right now. Well, maybe both, but it's kind of eerie how we came to it originally. Right. I mean, very, very similar stories. But not together at the same time. No. That's like the, that's uh, the cool part. It's like quantum stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, we didn't have awareness. So you, you had a little different because you mentioned that Rob Bell's book was important to you. Yeah. The, you know, the infamous book. No, it was it was crucial. I don't. I don't know if I if how I would have come to it um, because Rob Bell is so popular. I don't know, um, like if it was more of a uh, scholarly work mm-hmm. and didn't make it make it into the mainstream. And yeah, I don't know if I would have gotten uh, what what would have come along to um, put those ideas in my head. Um, so blame Rob Bell, everyone. Yeah, blame him. <laughs> a damn heretic. <laughs> Burn him at the stake. For me, it, w- it was the scholarly, actually. Like, the first thing I came across was that Talbot triad. And you, you don't remember, do you remember it? Right, it's uh, God. Um, God loves everybody. God has the power to save everybody. And then um, some people will wind up right. in hell. Right, right. Yeah. And all three can't go together, but, right. you know, it was that one. That's, and like the Armenians reject one of them, the Calvinists reject one of them, and then the Universalists reject the third one. Right. Yeah. And that it was something like that. I was like, I always appreciated logic and philosophy. So when you propose something like that in that very, very philosophical way, for me, it was like, damn. I, I think got- that's what cinched the deal for me. It was, it was Bell that kind of allowed me to think about the ideas and then... Uh, after Talbot, I was, you know, you could call call me a confirmed universalist. Yeah, I skipped the Rob Bell part. I I never actually read Love Wins until after I was already a convinced universalist. And I was like, what? okay, let's see what... I read it, I think, in a day or a day and a half or something. Right. I think I read it in an afternoon. Or right. Like and I liked it. I mean, it was good. Rob Bell has, has a certain way of writing. It's very It's very artful to be able to do that. People would see it as simplistic, and it is in a way. And I would never call Rob Bell like the greatest theologian of all time. He's very good and he's very smart and he's very articulate. But to me, what stands out is I've tried to write very simplistically like that. And it's really hard. I found myself like stammering on about this nonsense and this nonsense and feeling like I got to I got to cite this and cite this and cite this and do it in this way and make sure that all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. You can just keep it simple stupid <laughs> exactly <laughs> great advice offends me every time 
Um, shout out to Raphael if he picked up on that. I'm sure he did not miss that office reference. So it's, but it's hard to do. It's hard to do. So Rob Bell, like, shout out to Rob Bell for being able to write like that because I think that's fucking, that's fucking hard. Really, I just, I just appreciate it for the, for the ideas that it really didn't jive with me artistically. Oh, really? I, I mean, the nonstop questions was well true. How many? <laughs> how many hundred of them? <laughs> oh, I mean, possibly a thousand. I no, I think know. it was. I think it. I think it was like four hundred and something. Six hundred. Oh, something. Exactly oh shit! Counted. Now I now I, no. Someone <laughs> counted it. It's a lot. It's a lot. And but you know, that's kind of his point. And uh, what the sign of intelligence is on how good of a question you can answer, not or ask or ask. Yeah. Right. And and I think a lot a lot of times it starts with questions. We gotta have questions. We can't just hook, line, and sinker believe everything we're told, or we shouldn't. I don't think it's healthy. No, absolutely not. But yeah, so we both came at it from a different angle, and then you had your bike wreck, and like you're on Facebook, right? Or Sperry, I, your your wife was. Uh, we were friends on Facebook, and I said something maybe. And it was like, you guys need to talk because you're saying the same or you're asking the same questions, but independently of each other. And you might want to have a further discussion about this. Yeah. And then uh, got together and went for a hike up Sumlil Peak. Oh, yeah. The first one. Yeah. yeah. And you told me that you were like. Yeah, I told you I was flirting with Buddhism. Oh, and you're, you were so worried. For I, I was still. I was. St- well, see, I was at the very. I mean. I was there, but I, I was, I mean, I was worried, but not worried, but I wasn't quite a universalist. So, and, and it wasn't, it's funny because it wasn't like I was worried independent of my own worry. Like I was far certain that I might go to hell if I was wrong because I didn't know what I believed anymore. <clears throat> so I wasn't like, you know, doing the sort of like, oh my God, you're backsliding. I'm worried for you, but I'm still saved. I was like, ah, oh, you're right there with me. Like we're both. We're both going to hell. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was, that was, but that was, that quickly kind of passed away. That was like almost the last of my really being concerned. I quickly after that became a convinced universalist. We just caught each other right there in the interim, like <laughs> before we both went off the deep end into full heresy land. Yeah. It was, uh, definitely, uh, Besides my dad, you're really the only person I could uh, I could lean on in that in that time. I had a you know I got into a couple arguments with a close friend of mine, and uh, you know of course the the church that I attend doesn't subscribe to those beliefs, and just the feeling of always having to hide. You can't uh, feel like a bit of a hypocrite when you go to church on Sunday, so. Yeah, not not very many places where I could vent, you know. Um, it's a it's a lonely road when you uh, step outside your in any way your your church family or your community when you when you step into that intellectual place where you're like, well, this seems like the truth, and am I going to be quiet about it or am I going to yap my big fucking mouth about it? <laughs> so it's like I just went the 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 latter, <laughs> I, right? I I tried yapping for a little bit on Facebook, but that's where you get in trouble. 
I don't have what you have. I don't have the, I don't have the thick skin to do that. But I think in the right context, you could. I fucking think... fucking Rob Bell's not on Facebook interacting with people, you know, like, you, you, and and I know like guys are some guys are just huge and they don't do that anymore. It's just like let's start that early. Like you don't have to get into uh, all these arguments with people on Facebook. It's not worth your time. Say what you need to say, and you guys can't be nice. Shit. I'd like to think that my my skin has gotten thicker though. That if if I felt like I could honestly change people's minds, or if there was a greater chance. A greater number would be changed. I, I might, I might give it a go, but it doesn't. It doesn't seem like that's the case. I'll get you someday. I'll snag you. Right. Once this podcast will force you onto social media. <laughs> right. I mean, that might be the next step. I mean, just do it. Tread. Part part of the final culmination. Just be like, be more uh, mysterious. Like just show up every now and then with just nuggets of stuff and never talk to people. <laughs> never engage anyone. Just just drop cool stuff. Here's an article about the Buddha. I suppose. <laughs> I, I feel I feel the need to spread my wings a little bit though. Oh, uh, baby bird needs to fly. Yeah, no, I mean I don't think I don't think shyness is ever really a good thing. Like being uh being introverted is always okay, but shyness is a sign of something like mm. well, you know like how some people say that embarrassment is a totally wasted emotion oh sure, sure, <clears throat> and it totally is right I mean, if you just like we were talking about last time, you know there's no reason to be embarrassed about anything because people don't really think about you that much, no, like we said, so, like we said last time, they don't. So, I mean, and shyness is very directly related to that. You know, it's always, I mean, I'm shy because I'm worried about being embarrassed. And sure, sure. In and one that, way or another. And that would cause some sort of anxiety or, and I get that too, that too. And then you start, I think I've gotten better about it recently, more recently about social stuff. I'm still not good at it. But I think you can accept, like once you really embrace your introvertedness, <laughs> introversion, you can still be bold. You just got to put yourself in the right context. You got to, you could push yourself and, and like you, you could start doing a podcast. I mean, that's all by my lonesome. No, no, I'm not saying, I don't know. I wouldn't go that far, Mike. <laughs> no, but it, I'm sure that you would have been more hesitant than, than me starting a podcast or something. Yeah. But then you realize it's like, oh, I can, I think you realize that I can be bold and just put myself in the right spot so I'm not. So I don't have to worry about being embarrassed. <laughs> don't, you know, it's like you could, you could still step outside yourself, but just being smart about things. I don't know. Find out what your interests are and your, what you're good at and then try to do more of that. Well, I think I'm definitely interested in trying to engage people. Kind of done uh, just sitting on the sidelines. Nice. I think. Um, we'll get you in a Facebook group. Then you can deal. You can deal with all the bullshit that I deal with. <laughs> right? No, I'll just take over for you. Yeah, <laughs> no, I can still. I can still. I still got thick skin most of the time. Sometimes it just gets annoying, though. No, Ooh. I mean just to. Uh, I was thinking more just to take the load off. Oh yeah. You've been carrying it for a while. Yeah, it's kind of fun though. But it does seem pretty fun. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's not fun. But anyway. 
I'm going to take a sip of this delicious vodka. I mean, vodka, whiskey. Why did I say vodka? I don't even like vodka. Oh, seriously. I like it like like in the summer if you put in some lemonade, but I'm not going to sip vodka. I would sip I the know. same. I would sip gin. But not <sighs> I don't know. Vodka. Gin's another one that I like gin. I got sick on gin one time. I wasn't even drunk. And I had like I like I had two gin and tonics and I was puking like two, three hours later, and I was just sick. But I was still like, you know, my head was still sober. I was just I don't know what maybe someone poisoned me. Right. Yeah. I got roofied. But it was not a roofie, it was like <laughs> like a stomach bug. <laughs> or maybe that's just how my body responded. I don't know. But I, I've had gin since. I was fine. I didn't have it for a while though. I'll tell you that much. It's definitely not my number one. No. I gotta say whiskey is. Whiskey, bourbon. Yes. That's my bag. Yes. Keep hearing a door. <laughs> say sometimes. <laughs> Who's out there, woman? I don't talk to my wife like that. That was a joke. For all the really sensitive people out there. I, I can verify that. <laughs> jokes people I said that today I, I made a I tried to make a Facebook live video but then Facebook shut down or did some shit and then I made a Patreon video and I was making a no I was in the Facebook video I was making a mention that people can't take jokes anymore <laughs> you can't take jokes even if you're like you totally affirm this community that community you're like I'm trying my best trying to be as tolerant <laughs> sometimes man especially the progressives and i would i i'm socially really really liberal but sometimes they could be pretty like just in a general just sometimes i'm not saying all the time so don't get bent out of shape <laughs> but they can be like carnivorous man like you're not allowed to be wrong you're just like hold on i'm just i'm sorry i i, I if there's if there's multiple multiple genders like i'm gonna still use pronouns and i'm trying but Jesus Christ, no teacher in in school expects you to get a hundred percent. You know. Well, that's like, the thing that you and I and people just have to get used to. We gotta. We're just gonna be in this uncomfortable spot where uh, we're just gonna have to apologize to people, say we're trying. I mean, we're not trying to offend people, but I'm not gonna limit myself that much. I mean, if what? Geez, what are we gonna talk about? If well, right. Some of it's just too much. It's too much. And there's like, let, let's just say like if you, there's a preemptive apology. I'll say a preemptive apology for, sure. for fucking up in the future. Just don't, don't hold other people. I think this is, this is some advice that I would like to give the listeners at home. <laughs> don't hold other people to a standard that you yourself are not willing to be held to. And it seems sometimes it's like when you say certain things, some people are just like so fucking bent out of shape. And it's like, it's like, sorry, I had good intentions. Give me the benefit of the doubt. I have a context too, you know, like with the pronoun thing, let's just say I'm all for like, if you are trans or if you are non-binary, like I will do my best. I will totally do my best to get it right and tell me how to get it right. And I'm, I'm fine. It's not going to, it's only going to affect it if it's wrong. It's only going to affect you. So I'll try my best. It doesn't affect me if it's wrong, like it does you if you're trans or something. But if we're if we're held to the standard of hundred hundred percent of the time, like like I've accidentally said he or she one once or two times, or hey guys, 
And I had one person just on me. I was like, hey, guys, it's like, I'm sorry. Like, this is a recent, this is recent phenomenon. Right. My brain, yeah. it, it takes, it takes, I it takes my brain a little longer to catch up sometimes. Like, I'm, I have 30 years of practicing just thinking there's like two genders, let's say. Like that when I grew up well, as a geez, kid. Damn near 40 years for me. I mean, I, yeah. Or, well, I mean, sorry. I didn't start speaking until I was, you know. Whatever, okay. But, right. It's like, yeah. I mean, so <clears> sometimes there's got, there's got to be grace for people because. Because if we hold people to, to like 100% standards sometimes, we all do it. I'm not shitting on progressives. Conservatives are nasty. I'm nasty sometimes, guaranteed. But oh, I mean, but just let's let's have some grace and not be yeah. so like, ask more questions than jumping down people's throats. Like, you're And you're never going to change someone's mind if you're just, um, if you're really, really confrontational. I see it a lot on social media. It's like, I might find myself agreeing with someone. They're just like, damn, like slow down. You're being a dick about it. Well, you immediately get, <laughs> and I yeah. agree with you. <laughs> you know, yeah. But it's like, woo. For me, as long as I know that somebody isn't intentionally trying to offend me, that I mean, that goes a long way, or most of the way towards me not being offended. As long as I know that people aren't, you know, trying to hurt my feelings, like. And then even let's say they are, though. Let's say they are, and then it's like. Well, what's most healthy when someone is doing that to you? It's just to like, it's not to jump down people's throat. You might feel good for a second, but what really feels good is having it not affect you. And I know that's hard. That's hard. That's hard. We just got to practice that though, I think. You know, be be less offendable. You could be, you could be upset about something, but just don't be, I think there's a difference if you're offended by it. It's like, like you've latched onto that thing. That other person who offended you moved on because they don't think about you, like we say. Mm-hmm. And then you're just, you're hell with it. And it's like, fuck, 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 fuck. And you're, you're pissed off and fuck this shit, this motherfucker. And the other person's just like, he's at the movie an hour later with his friends or something. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and that's like adding insult to injury, just knowing that that person doesn't care. Doesn't mean you should be a doormat and let people walk all over you, but just try not to hold on. Like when I did... uh when I did group home, like one thing you had to do working in group home, dude, any social work, any, any, any work that you're working with people, you got to like do your best to when you step out the door, you clock out for the week. Cause I worked like, I worked three days straight and then you clock out for four days. You like flush the shit like, like a toilet. You don't bring that home with you because it's going to fuck you up. That's why people only last like in the group homes. I worked in group homes for like six years and anyone who's worked group homes like, damn, that's a long time, son. (laughs) Like shit, what the fuck? You work six years for making $12 an hour, maybe 15 at the most. So you were obviously pretty successful at um, leaving work at work. I I think I did better than most people did. I, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I was able to, but then see on the flip side though, it's hard to balance that. I don't give a fuck attitude. And sometimes that can be bad too. Like, it's good to not give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. That's a cool... I mean, that 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 could be good. But then it's sometimes you could, you could be a dick about, like, the I don't give a fuck. And then you get hardened to these kids who are in, like, f- shitty situations. Like, yeah, if you, don't, if you don't care, then what does that say about you? Yes, but you, but you have to, you have to <laughs> care deeply and not give a fuck. Because it doesn't affect you. Like, like you do yeah. this kind of work. You do, you like, with people, trying to help people out. You're trying to do this and that. And it's only the ego that when when they uh, they they're, they're lashing out at you, it's only their ego or it's your ego right. if you gravitate towards it because it's really not about you. 
So it's it's one of those things like you know it's not about you, but it, but it still hurts. So it's but you have to balance that. It's I don't know. It's, it's not. I mean, it's not really about you. Like, is it? I mean, no. It's about their trauma and abuse. Yeah. And yeah. again, I mean, knowing that 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 would go a long way to um, helping me not be offended. Yeah, I think that that's that's it. Yeah, that's it. Man, but people get offended. Oh boy, I tell you what. People get offended though. This is what people get offended at. People get offended, and this is what I find so funny. To flip it on the religious side, like people get offended if you have a different belief than them too about God, about about religion, and that's that's kind of the weird thing too. Like we just get offended. Like it's you know certain progressives get offended about this and that social justice stuff, and if you say the wrong words. But then conservatives get offended when you're just like, hey, uh, I don't think, I don't believe in that God. Or I don't think God's like that. Or I don't really care what the Bible says. And there's like, well, <gasps> let me pray for you. <laughs> oh my God, what is wrong with you? The, the devil's got him. I'm so offended. I mean, I suppose I would be offended if somebody believed in a God who hated homosexuals and I had a brother who was a homosexual or something like that. I don't know. Would I be offended or would... Maybe I would just be sad. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a situation where I would be offended by... Where we should be offended? Where we ought to be offended. Yeah. In somebody's beliefs. I mean, personally offended. If that if that's well, different. I could see oh. I could see if 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 someone's um, racism or bigotry or xenophobia really directly impacted you, I could see where I mean that's well, right. I mean that's the thing. I'm a I'm a white male in America. I mean, there's not right very many situations where I'm at a disadvantage. <laughs> no, I think the disadvantages we we put are on ourselves. So if you believe something different, you, you will then be ostracized more often by your community. But, and that's not to say, that's not to say like your experience as a white male or my experience as a white male with our church community is anywhere near racism, right? I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. But I feel like as a white person, the only way you're really going to be like uh, shunned or ostracized is the choices you make. Whereas if you're a person of color, like you're just ostracized in community just for who you are. Just by default. A, yeah. So, of course, it's from a vastly different perspective. So yeah. we'll, we'll never know what it's like to experience true offense, I think, in that way. Like systematically yeah. or systemically. So I would say, yeah, if a black person's offended by racism, I could say I'm offended, but I've never experienced it like the person who is part of that ostracized group so yeah again it's all back to subjective experiences man we can only we can only speak from our our subjective experiences we're we, that's why we have to have super super large amounts of empathy mm -hmm. and listen to people <laughs> i heard from uh somebody i know that <clears throat> one thing that helps with empathy is actually just reading novels just uh Really? <clears throat> you get you get to you get to learn. It just shows people's thought process mm. um, in a in a you know more explicit way that you might might be used to. It shows how other people uh, view the world better than just like a passing conversation. 
Yeah, I think there, there's there's got to be some truth in that with, um, you know, you see things from a very human level, a very first person, tacit knowledge, phenomenological, mm. yeah. fancy word, right? Right. Uh, you see it through the eyes of, of a, a fellow human and you can then see how that person might experience the world. It's going to be different than yours. A lot different. Yeah, the problem is most people don't read. <laughs> That's right. Who was it? Oh, I'm going to butcher this quote. Was it, um, there's no difference between the person who can't read and the person who chooses not to. Mark Twain, Mark Twain. It, but that's not the quote, but that's my best recollection after having some lovely whiskey. And now I'm moving on. What do we have? I don't even know. I believe that was a Pinot Noir. Right? Oh, I never know because I just go to grocery outlet and it's like fucking $3. Right. Is and it, is it dark? Yep. <laughs> yep. Is it red looking? Dark red looking? Burgundy? <laughs> and is it $3.99? and cents? <laughs> That's about okay. it. I don't know. I can't be a wine snob, man. I can't. I, I, I get. I get. I. I think the only times I get like the notes right are when I just guess. Oh, like Oki or an Oki afterbirth. Ralph, I hope you got that. Afterbirth. I'm gonna put all those office references in. I'm gonna see if he gets all of them. That'll be a, a personal inside joke. You don't even watch The Office, do you? This uh, is where it, our, this is where our friendship part ways. I'm afraid so. It's not that I don't, I like it. It's not that I don't like it. it. It's just never made it into my regular rotation. I know. I fail in, I fail in that so many times with shows. Always, I, always sunny. I keep, I, I, I think it's Taylor, Ralph's wife, who keeps telling me I have to watch it. You, you and, and, I, and I keep failing. I'm just like, yeah, I'll watch it. It sounds like I would like it. Have you ever actually, have you checked it out at I all? I think I watched one episode. Okay. And I, I just get, I, it, it takes a lot to get me sucked in. I'm really, really weird about shows. Well, that one in particular, you know, like Seinfeld and, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, it just makes you, the barrier for me was the uncomfortableness. It just, the very uncomfortable situations. Um, See, I like that. That's my favorite stuff on The Office. Like my favorite episode is is when Jan and Michael split up and it's the dinner party. And if you're at home and you, you don't you don't watch the office, so you're have you seen that episode? Do you even know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. No, but go on. Yeah, yeah. So it's the most okay, so in the I'm not gonna explain it to you, but for people listening, they know what I'm talking about. Like there's a breakup with two of the characters. And it's so fucking awkward. It's a dinner party. and It's the most awkward fucking dinner party you could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. And it's my favorite episode. I love that awkward shit. So I'm, but I don't know why I, I would like Sunny or Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I never watched that. I, I fuck with Seinfeld though. Definitely. That's one of my favorite shows, but it's still like Office and Seinfeld. And it's like, I have hardly any other shows that I really get down with. And the awkwardness is never has never been a barrier. No, I love the awkwardness. Okay, I love the most awkward shit. Well, see, it's like well, it's like IPA and IPA beer for me. Like, it, it's a barrier, but once I get over it, that's why I like it. Yeah, it's weird. I, I think I'm impatient when it comes to shows. Like, if it takes a while to get into it, then I, I, I lose my interest. I, I and I like I like a lot of shows. The Story of Us. You watched that on Netflix? Morgan so, Freeman. No, 
Oh, and then yeah. there's a story of God. I'm fucking, I thought I like them. They're interesting, mm-hmm. but I just never find myself coming back to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Mirror is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. You ever watch that? No, you told me about it. Fuck, dude, it's fucking crazy. I know, and it's uh, from what you said, it's one of those shows where, you know, I, I only get five or so a year. That's all I can take. I don't even know if I can take that much, dude. Seriously? Oh, okay, then. Wow. I won't. I won't. I won't give away spoiler alerts. Okay. But why? Yeah. See, if I told you, I told you about the first episode, right? Maybe I don't. I don't remember. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say because I'm not gonna spoiler alert for people. Okay. But it's fucked up, and it's like, but it's so well done, and that's the difficult part. Is like, damn, and that's what makes it even more fucked up. Because it's like. Shit could actually happen. These scenarios could happen, and that would be fucked up to have to deal with. Oh, that kind of fucked up. Well, it's like it's like taking uh, like our technology and the potential of our technology and playing it out in like the worst possible fucking way. And it's just <laughs> like these people's lives are fucking horrible. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I need that. I'm already pretty uh, terrified of climate change. Uh, Right, there's too much real terrifying shit going on in the world. <laughs> Donald Trump, obviously. Sorry. You see him you see him signing Bibles and signing titties? Wait, what? He he went down to Alabama and he's at this event where he's signing Bibles. People were giving him the Bible to sign, and I think he signed someone's someone's breasts. It's weird. I'm hoping the breast was offered and not. And I not think so. Taken. Okay. And maybe, maybe I didn't verify it. Like, see, you see so much stuff on social media. Like, I just saw, like, a, I think it was like a tweet or something. It might not even be true. I don't know. Maybe, but if it is, well, it's like, that's weird. Well, I mean, what? It, I mean, it, it fails to surprise me. Like, <laughs> but it's just weird. It's like, yeah, of course he would do that. Yeah. Yeah, of course he would. If that's true. But he was signing Bibles. I know that. That's just weird. Now that like, kind of offends me. Well, and it's just the it's the hypocrisy of it. The the hypocrisy offends me. Yeah. Because like the people that revere the Bible so much to just get the president to sign it. Like that's just weird. Like it's a it's just what do you so so it's the word of God and you must defend it and you must do all this and that and you're having someone sign it. I don't even think they do that with a flag. Do you sign a flag? Would they take a flag to him and uh, I'm fairly certain you can't. I've never seen that. someone sign a flag. That seems like nor have I. It seems like that would be a rule. So why can't you sign the flag, but you can sign a Bible, and you believe the Bible's what? And you're gonna get all bent out of shape because I'm like, I don't think it's inerrant. I don't think it's the word of God. <gasps> you don't what? Sign my Bible, Donald Trump. What? This is weird. That's a weird sign. My breasts, Donald Trump. Really? You're. I mean, the Bible. It's weird, but yeah, people don't think that thoroughly about uh, their beliefs or what things really mean to them i don't know they're not consistent i don't think too many people are inconsistent i don't know i was in a band one time called beautiful and broken it was like a post-hardcore emo band we played a show i don't know if it's the showbread show i think it might have been in sacramento yeah we played in sacramento and someone had our lead singer sign her breasts it was both the most funny thing to me and the most mm-hmm. awkward. I was just like, we weren't like a big band. We weren't even that great. Well, we were pretty good for that kind of style. But still, it's like, I wonder what it would be like to really be a rock star. Like that shit. No wonder there's so much 
sex drugs there's so much of that shit man i would i Did mean imagine? i would i would definitely need the drugs to <laughs> push past the awkwardness i think so man it's like that movie what's that movie with uh that dude that's um bradley cooper and lady gaga what was that called oh uh, star is born yeah i wonder that kind of lifestyle man it's how a lot of people they're just like fucking it's gotta be it's gotta be a crazy kind of lifestyle and part of me envies it <sighs> dude end up i won't get, yeah everyone knows the story didn't end up well for that guy <laughs> no but to have those types of experiences maybe a couple times yeah right i mean maybe just sheer curiosity yeah yeah i've never had any of those kind of experiences I've done, <clears throat> i mean i've done drugs but not i'm pretty sure all the people would burn me out i mean all the what all the people i mean i would have to be on drugs <laughs> all the time in order to you have to be doing cocaine or speed yeah. or something i mean that's why they do it a lot of artists are uh are introverts though too so that's maybe, true maybe they have to do a bunch of cocaine to even deal with it because they have to deal with it all the time i don't hear that side of it though i mean i don't i, I never don't hear that. of a lot of people taking drugs because they're introverts no no i know it's yeah it's probably not but, true. i mean it makes sense but yeah I just no, I, I just think it's more about just. I mean, the demand on those kind of rock stars, man, is a lot. You got to do a lot of shit. You got to be up a lot. And there's just so many parties and so much. When you're a rock star, like your green room just probably has alcohol and I mean all the shit you want, and you know you're getting cocaine offered to you all the time. I would never do. I I would never do cocaine. Definitely not. That does not fit like my personality. <laughs> not at all. Just well, seems like a bad idea. <laughs> I I had one uh, friend describe it as um, you just feel like the best possible version of you for like twenty minutes. Now that sounds kind of appealing, but that but sounds very, I mean, addictive until it turns into like you're the worst version of you, or has the potential to. <laughs> I don't right. know, man. Yeah, it, yeah, no. that, that first couple times, and then you just get addicted to it, and then you turn into a fucking, what the fuck have I done? I don't know. Well, I, I said the best possible version of yourself. Just be the best introvert. The best introvert, yeah. What's wrong with that? The only reason why being an introvert is awkward is because it's not, I think it's because it's, yes, you can be socially awkward, but take that away from the equation. I think it's only because it's not understood and not accepted. Like, it's an extrovert society. And in certain circles, it's okay to be an introvert. Like, maybe in the art community, they would understand that most of them are introverts and they kind of gravitate towards that kind of stuff. But on the whole, like, it was funny. I was at Starbucks today, and this made me laugh. I, I, was, I was getting tired today. And so I went to Starbucks and I got some coffee. And I sit outside before I'm going to uh, the food place where I deliver food to the poor people, the 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 less than fortunate. Um, I don't know what the common <laughs> vernacular is. I'm gonna get in trouble for saying poor. I didn't mean it. And I'm get I'm sitting there with getting coffee, and this dude comes up to me and he's complaining. He's like, "Man, they really put that drive-through microphone in an annoying place because all you can hear it when you're sitting and you're trying to have your peace and quiet and you're blah 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 blah." blah. And he goes going on and on, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like. You know, it's just as annoying. 
is you as a stranger coming up to me and talking to me. It's the extrovert's world. That, and it, but if I said something, I would be a dick. So I just put I you, you just put up with it. It was just like uh huh uh huh uh huh. Please, yeah, please God help me. I know that's the price you gotta that we have to pay. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I'm never I'm never gonna be a, an asshole about it. Nope, uh, I'm just gonna take it. <laughs> yeah. Be super uncomfortable. Oh, it's tough when you have tattoos too, like I do. I had one lady. I had one lady grab me one time, right after. Like when you get a tattoo, I got, I got, I have sleeves. When you get a tattoo, they put this like saran wrap on it and fucking put it up with like petroleum jelly and wrap it up. And that shit is fucking. Oh god! If you get it in the summer and you start sweating, holy shit! It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. And I just got it off, like lotion it up really nice. And it was like a day later. This lady grabs me on the sidewalk. Was like, let me look at your tattoos. I was yeah. like, fuck. Oh, it's <laughs> terrible. That's like extrovert toxic on the extrovert on steroids, man. It's like, you're going to grab a dude's. This shit was like bright. You know how you ever see? I mean, when it gets raised up, like your forearms, I got my whole forearm yeah. and it's raised up. Yeah, it's yeah. like welted. Uh-huh. Just smash. It's like, whoa, you're just going to grab people on the, on the sidewalk because you like I mean, it, you it, like the way their body looks. What? <laughs> That's weird. Well, right. I mean, so it obviously, I mean, it hurt. Oh, God, it hurt right. so bad. And then it's an open wound and you're like, God, yeah. a lady, did you fucking wash your hands? The fuck is the matter with you? I know. Right. I can't, I can't ever imagine myself grabbing oh, somebody's body part. Right. I mean, oh, God, it was so awkward. I mean, I, I have to admire the boldness. Like, I won't lie. I wish I... I had that in me sometimes, but in certain, yeah, in certain situations, I could just walk up to something and be mm-hmm. bold and be like, "What's up? Mm-hmm. I'm here. It's all good. What do you want to talk about?" But not in social settings. In these settings, though, that's why I keep doing more of this kind of shit, man. I'm loving doing this podcasting shit. I liked writing. I I love writing still. I like podcasting, and it's to you know, it's it's, but it's a different. It's not a. It's not a. Uh, it's not an extrovert introvert thing. Cause it's not a social setting, you know. No, uh, I just, it's definitely more exciting and, uh, I'm not feeling as natural as I did last podcast, but, uh, I'm enjoying the challenge. Like, oh, the uh, tonight, tonight. Yeah. Oh, you seem perfectly fine. Well, right. Well, thank you. But that's the weird thing about creating anything, man. You put yourself out there. It's like, it's uh see what sticks <laughs> you're going to have. It's like every comedian, every comedian who says they bombed, you know, like everyone's bombed, even the best. Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, Chappelle. Yeah, so just get over it. It's going to happen. Just get over it. It's going to happen. <laughs> right. And we are, we are our worst critics. Like, yeah, definitely. So it's just, it's just cool to have the conversation, man. That's why I like talking about this kind of stuff. I wish more people, I wish more people would, would be willing to listen to something like universalism though. Anything like that that you feel like kind of liberates you, no matter what stance you take, like you come at it like you, you're more, you you gravitate more toward Watts, you might gravitate more towards people like that. I might gravitate more towards, you know, David Bentley Hart, even though you love him, mm-hmm. but more of a Christian like like I'd read I'd read twelve hundred book twelve hundred page books on Paul. You're not gonna read that shit. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> most assuredly not no 
But that's a good question. How do you, uh, uh, you know, intellectuals have books, but how does, how do you talk to a non-intellectual about universalism? Is that, I mean, is that an oxymoron? I mean, talking to... <laughs> no, so I, I think it's, I mean, I don't know. It's it, it's hard because it, it's, someone has to be willing to talk about these things. But some people, most people don't even care about it. Even no, the people who disagree with you, they, they, it's not that they don't care. I mean, they just don't want to have those conversations. Like they just believe what they believe. They're just more focused on whatever they're doing. It's oh, surprising well. how many people I meet, and we've talked about this, that just don't care about those things um, for some reason or another. And I'm like, really? How how can you not care about these kinds of ideas? Right. It seems like you should care a little. I mean, hell, your uh, your ultimate destination, uh, possibly. <laughs> like, seems important. This seems important. You're just kind of meh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's and 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 it's funny because they'll just ve- people will vehemently disagree with you, and I'm always like, well, "What do you disagree with me of?" Because we haven't even talked. Like, <laughs> we haven't talked. Right. Like a lot of people, I think who I would disagree with probably have not listened to the Heretic Happy Hour. We have 45 episodes. I'm pretty certain that a lot oh, of people wow. who are like, Matt, what the fuck are you doing? Don't listen. Don't read my books. They didn't read our book. So it's like sometimes like, well, what do you disagree with? Because I'm not even sure we're talking. Are we, are, we, are we really understanding each other? I know we might disagree, but sometimes when you don't even give someone the light of day, you don't give them a chance to explain themselves. You're not, you're not even really sure what... what I, I've, been, I've had people tell me like, oh... Well, I don't know what you are, Matt. I don't, and it's like, well, yeah, I know you can pluck out what I say. I say that sometimes. Ah, I don't know if I'm a Christian. I'm whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. In a way, I am. So it's like, well, it's kind of on you if you don't know what I, what I am or what I believe. I've never hid shit. <laughs> no one can say that. <laughs> well, so I mean, what kind of in what kind of context do people even bring that up? Is that like a, a Facebook discussion or? Oh yeah, a lot. I mean, a lot of times, a lot of interactions with people. Right. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what to say to that. Yeah. Sorry, you don't understand. Uh, right. You want to have a conversation, or right? Most people <laughs> don't. They just want to. A lot of people just got to be right. And I guess that's one of the reasons why universalism is nice. Um, I, I mean, I obviously have to be right about the everybody's being saved part. But, you know, as far as the jots and tittles of my beliefs specifically, I don't, it doesn't really matter if I'm right or wrong or no. they, they don't affect my ultimate salvation. Um, I hope not. You ever wonder if you're wrong about all right, this shit? Crossed. <laughs> <laughs> you ever have those moments anymore? No, I don't, honestly. I don't either. Um it's been a while. That's, does that sound arrogant? Should we have a little bit of fear and trepidation in the Lord? No, it feels <laughs> like this should be the the ultimate epistemology. Maybe this is the mm. ultimate kind of knowing. Yeah. I just know it in my body. It would take a very long conversation to maybe convince you why I believe what I believe and why I believe that 
why why I know that I'm correct. It would certainly take that. But but it would it would get someone to understand the different ways of knowing. Like, yeah, I I know for certain that I can't explain fully what I believe in my bones. <laughs> what well, you know what I mean? Like I what I know to be true. Like all of the words that I would use to explain the confidence I have in universalism would fail. Because the arguments wouldn't be right. The biblical exegesis wouldn't be perfect. The philosophy is not going to be perfect. I mean, hopefully, hopefully it's logical, but you're never going to be like, I got 100% deductive certainty about something. I mean, simply because we're just using words. Right. And we have to remember that words are just pointers. Right. Right? I mean, the sign isn't the actual destination. Yeah. Right. There's always like a, a different kind. It's almost like explaining... Like in Greek, that that term "ianios" that people use to say is eternal, when people are talking about like eternal fire, eternal life. What people don't they they always think about it in this one quantitative way, but they don't think about it in a qualitative way. It's hard for people to grasp this like this difference in the quality of something. Um, I can't add up all the arguments in like equal universalism. My confidence is more in something that transcends words. It's a different, it's, it's, it's trying to count to infinity. You can't do it. So it's totally on a different plane. <clears throat> well, it's like when I had that uh, one uh, unitive experience, that one kind of brush with nirvana. Right. <laughs> Part of that experience was I felt like I was looking at the world for that I had woken up for the first time. I was seeing things for the first time. And I just remember looking into Teddy, my, uh, my dog's eyes and thinking I had this incredible, uh, sensation of just like love. Hmm. Um, and kind of more of a, maybe not a totally different way, but a more complete way hmm. where I, I understood that, well, if God is love and this love looks and feels like this, there's no way that this kind of love would ever let a soul perish or uh, that, possible. Th this kind of love would never do that kind of thing. No, never. And that takes, I mean, some people aren't on that level of understanding of what God is like. I mean, some, some, most evangelicals still have, uh, what's the word? Uh, a lot of words. What's <laughs> that one word that I was talking about that one time? Um, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the, thanks for the clue boss. <laughs> people think of God more like Thor than, uh, Oh, sure. Like, uh, Satchit Nanda. Being consciousness oh, bliss. Yeah, people can't even grasp that shit. We're you're not. We're not really talking about God when we're bringing Odin and Thor and. Right. Nope. Zeus. Right. Those would be uh, more equivalent to angels in our Christian theology. Right. Um, or I'd say they're gods because we created them and we have the ability to create. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that's God, but they're gods in a very real way. Because we we have the power to create that God, and it'll it'll fundamentally change the universe. Zeus fundamentally changed the universe because 
in spite of he not existing, people believed he existed and then did shit they wouldn't do if, if they uh-huh. with a different God. Right. Had that <laughs> idea otherwise not been available. Yeah. Right. It would be, it would be a fundamentally different yeah. place. I'm not saying it's bad or good. I mean, it has its, has a negative. Leaving it in Zeus or Odin or like Rambo Jesus, like Mark Driscoll believes in. Like that's, it's interesting. I know, that's not healthy. It's interesting. Oh, it makes, yeah, it makes for religious studies. <laughs> which that, was one of my favorite classes in college yeah yeah that was good stuff man i also liked um i liked all my logic courses my uh same here like reasoning courses and i always did really well at them to where i had one i had one really cool critical thinking professor at i, I don't remember his name at chico state and that was one of the uh the a's i got i didn't get a lot how are your grades in college Trump doesn't release his grades, right? <laughs> We're going to release ours uh, here on the uh, bonfire sessions. I did pretty good. No, sorry, I did excellent at Butte College. Yeah. And then when I transferred to Chico State, I didn't do so good. Um, You're out, done, Dunsky. Right. I mean, my my excuse was, I mean, this was about the time that I discovered I had colitis. So I really wasn't feeling very good. That's that's some fucked up stuff, dude. Um, so yeah, I, and I was in the wrong. I was in the wrong major completely. Um, I was. Doing what was your major? Computer science. And, oh, I, I don't see you doing that. And looking back, it felt like a pretty. Yeah, why did I choose computer science? That's really not. I chose biology. Do you see me as a fucking biologist? No, but. I, <laughs> Uh, biology was my my major at one point too. Oh, was it? I had like five or so different. Yeah, majors. I had I had a couple. I had like uh, math maybe. I don't, fuck that. I learned quick. Nope. <laughs> Fucking terrible. I had to I go. Did. I had to go liberal studies and music. Okay. <laughs> I had to get the fuck. Just, just give me a degree. Whatever the fuck. I don't care. <laughs> I did okay in math until calculus. My shit happened. Like I took calculus. In high school, and then I and then I got into calculus in college. I took a yeah. test and I fucking just bombed. And I talked to the teacher and told him what I knew. What was like how the how far have you gotten? Like what's the do you know this this? He figured out I was pre calculus, but I passed calculus in high school, which means I should have been prepared to take calculus in college because that's what my counselor said. I was a whole grade behind, even though I did well in my high school. That that. That's not the shit in my high school, but <laughs> whoops. <clears throat> well, I guess same story uh, with English for me. Yeah, I mean, I was in honors English all the way. Me too. Through high school, and then I got. How'd placed you do? In, I got A's. Yeah, I did pretty good. And then I got placed into English one nineteen, which that? is uh, catch up. I mean, catch up <laughs> classes, really. Oh, really? Even though you passed honors with A. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I have no idea how that happened. Why? Uh... See, it's funny. I didn't do great in my. I did okay in my English classes, and I did terrible in my humanities classes in college. The you know, the Greek shit, the Roman shit, all that, you know. And now I love it, but my, it was. I did not like my teacher. I it was so boring. She told me I'd have to get an A plus going into my final. I missed class so much. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my third time taking it. I missed class so fucking much that she was like, if you want to get a D minus in the class, you have to ace the final essay. I was like, okay. Will I pass with that? She's like, she said yes or something. 
It was like, I, if I aced it, I, I get a D minus. And I got my grade back and I had a, a D plus in the class. So my essay must have fucking killed. <laughs> or she just wanted me to get the fuck out of there. This was my third time taking it. I hated that class. But I like that shit now. And I'm a writer, even though my English teachers might be surprised. Right. Uh, yeah. People change, I uh, guess. Yeah, people do change, man. But it's just... I mean, it, it's an example of... There's different kinds of intelligences out there. Like, you're obviously a very smart guy, but some things... Uh, just don't click for something. No, some things don't, man. <laughs> no. If it if it were up to me to try to get to Mars or the moon, I'd be like, fuck if I know. <laughs> we ain't going nowhere, bitches. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you have to find someone else. I would try to be a math major. That lasted about forty five seconds. <laughs> and then I was out. I know. There are some yeah. smart I, my my daughter watches this show called uh genius junior and these fucking kids have to answer all these questions so quick like these math questions these ridiculous spelling questions they have to spell shit backwards I'm like holy shit is eight-year-old smarter than i am fuck <laughs> yeah there's some smart people out there go figure out how to figure out uh, go, go stop climate change please i was just gonna say that were you yeah. as a my as a quantum mind meld go go figure out climate change you smart fucking kid grow up and destroy <laughs> find something just kill it out there i will use that brain of yours i'm not that guy sorry we'd all be really grateful for sure yes we would i just talk about ideas i think i'm okay at that though you're good at that i'd like to think so yeah 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 it's all about it's all about leaning into the what you're experiencing all into leaning into not if things are if things are uncomfortable, you got to lean lean into it sometimes. It's about what do I want to do? Like you said, it's not about what I should do in life. It's what what do I want to do in life? Yeah, there you go. That's uh, I mean that kind of um, that's one of the big uh, one of the big issues for me that I had to overcome, and which I I'm still definitely not a master at well, they say it takes 10,000 hours to be a master if you want to be a master at anything no, it takes, takes 10,000 hours of work no yeah that's 10,000 hours 10, of practice 000. yeah like shit so, I was like I was thinking at how many episodes of the heretic happy hour we've done I was like it's 45 which is maybe 50 hours fuck I'm not a very good podcaster <laughs> how many hours have I spent writing I don't think it's 10,000 how do you even calculate that shit I don't think it's 10,000 I'm not a master do you think you do you think you've ever done anything for ten thousand hours that you could that you could classify? Like probably uh, jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't done it ten thousand hours. I'm kidding. Really? Like? <laughs> no, it's very interesting. <laughs> There's I no do way. It so many hours a day. There's hours. <laughs> Who jerks off for hours? No one masturbates for hours hour. a week, right? For, no, sorry. hours a week. What is it like? Five minutes at a time. Jeez, I'm getting kind of embarrassed here. Uh oh. Are you like <laughs> like that like that Dave Chappelle bit when he's like he just stops jerking off? He's just like not gonna happen. Nothing's gonna happen. Getting too old. I, I just don't want to be ousted as a chronic masturbator. <laughs> that's all. I can admit to being a chronic masturbator. It's not chronic. It's just 
masturbate when I want to masturbate. Has it become? I mean, the question is: Has it become a problem? Does it interfere right. with your right. daily life? Exactly. If not my voice just squeaked. Did you notice that? I just squeaked I, my voice I, like I, I was did. going through puberty. We're talking about masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> you got you getting me all back to being a kid again. <laughs> That's the way. That isn't that the isn't that the litmus test for everything though? Is it a problem? You gotta. It should be. You gotta evaluate that for yourself. I don't know. That's so why I always I always thought it was weird, man. Growing up in like growing like in a system that says what is right and wrong, it's like how do you know? All the time. Like everything, every little behavior you could do, like this is right, this is wrong. It's just weird because you don't I don't know. <laughs> you don't know what it's like. I mean, for to be someone else, have some empathy. Exactly what they're feeling when they're having bouts with lust or something like that. Could you really say that that you would do anything different? And if you were in in that exact same situation, do you know if you could overcome what they couldn't? No, the answer no. is no. You, of course, you don't know that. No. I mean, and if you think you do, you're just you know what you're doing is you're being a hypocrite because you're doing the same shit and you're <laughs> judging and and that's that's a big part of why I think like I'm a universalist and in a lot like like forget the biblical arguments. Forget the philosophical arguments. Forget what's logical, what's exegetical, what's her, like all that shit. Forget the history. Forget Paul. Forget forget Jesus for a second. Just just admit that if you think you're better than anyone, or you think you're going to go to some some place in the sky because you did the right thing, like you're just deceiving yourself, man. That's just you're no better than anyone else. All those people who are like, oh, this is sin and this is this and point it, but it's like, you do the same shit, man. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Don't, don't, don't lie. Don't lie. Don't lie. Don't, you don't want me to look at your, your browser history. <laughs> I mean, when, when the saints say that they're, well, like when Paul says, was it Paul that said like he's the chief of all sinners? You tell me, you got your biblical shit down, man. You know that's true. You nailed it. Yeah. You know gosh darn well. That's you know gosh darn well. <laughs> but you got that one right. He's the least in the kingdom, right? He's the least of the saints. He's the least. And I would like to think that that was not false modesty right there. Like, No, I think he's being honest. Like, mm -hmm. I fucked up for a long time. I did some shit that I'm not proud of. And we all just got to recognize that shit, man. Like, you think you're good? Really? You think you're going to heaven? Someone else is going to hell. Because why? Because why? Because you did. You picked the right thing. You picked the right thing. That's it. Now you're going to heaven because you made the right decision. Well, how? Bravo! Like, <laughs> well done. You must be so smart or so faithful. But really, you're fucked up just like the rest of us. And even even if you uh, did quantitatively do better than somebody else. Like if you sinned like just a couple times less than another person, um, you didn't have any choice into where you were born, what what sort of environment you grew up in, and nope. that plays a huge role into uh, how you act. Totally. Um, so, right. I, I mean, if you were if you were never ever put in the situation of having to mm -hmm. defend yourself with a gun, or if you could. Never be put in the situation where you could be like you might actually murder somebody right now if you were so angry and you had access to a gun, blah, blah, blah. 
some people just don't encounter the situations that um, mm-hmm. other people encounter. And they just theorize on what they're going to do. And it's like, man, I don't know. <laughs> if you're, if, if you never have access to a casino, well, you're probably never going to have a gambling problem. That's true. Chances are good. So don't judge someone who does. You can give advice. I think if you, but you have to establish that friendship. I think anytime we're like telling people what to do, like we have to have a really good, we have to have really solid, vulnerable relationship because otherwise it just comes across as judgmental. So all those people who are like, making signs and shit like going on telling people how they're going to hell like jesus yeah you guys you guys gotta know it does absolutely nothing does nothing there's not one person who's been like oh okay oh oh right yeah you make a great point i I should repent that's right i've never thought of that hallelujah praise (laughs) the lord come on you have any success doing that shit that's because their hearts are hard and the Satan is moving and whatever. Maybe. Or maybe it's just you're, yell- mean, you're yelling at people. <laughs> when you, you like being yelled at? No, I mean, you're probably helping harden their, their hearts. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you, okay, what you're saying is true. Their hearts are hardened because you're, you're being an asshole. I'm not helping. <laughs> no. my, my heart is getting hard right now, too, because what the fuck's wrong with you? When you just talk to people like they're humans, even if you disagree with them, you so, can say probably just about anything if you're just human with somebody. If you're just, if you're just a real person. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of real people out there though. People are hiding. People are. We all do it. We all put up a uh, different kinds of personas. <laughs> As an introvert, I put on a brave face and make conversation. <laughs> Sometimes it's not comfortable. It's weird. I wish it were. I wish you could switch back from being like an introvert to an extrovert. <laughs> it's like a switch. Like it's, that's that's your superhero. What's your superhero? I could be an introvert and an introvert or an extrovert, and I can switch it back and forth. Be like, damn, this guy'd be great in all situations. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that that would be no small skill. <laughs> Pick that up, Marvel. We're putting that out out there. If you use that. Mr. Introvert, you got to pay us on the Bonfire Sessions. Lots of money. I mean, there's drugs be, <laughs> out there that, that help a little bit. <laughs> we do not condone drugs here on the podcast. No, but, uh, you know, just uh, keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows I do drugs. It's fine. Everyone knows I, I smoke pot. It's just, what's your definition of a drug? It's just silly. Everyone does drugs. What is it like? Do you drink coffee? Right. Every, everyone's got a prescription. I'm not, I'm not shitting on prescriptions, but everyone's thinking drugs. I'm not. Prescriptions can be great. I think, we're, I think they're overused, but they have their place, so it's not like they're bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not shaming you if you uh, take a prescription at all. I'd be a hypocrite. But you're doing drugs. <laughs> it's just what, what you think is a good drug or a bad drug. That's what it comes down to. Has it been FDA approved or not? Really? Well, even that, like, cannabis is Schedule 1. Schedule 1, which means it's highly addictive and has no medicinal value per <clears throat> the government. That's, I mean, they know. They're not, like, saying that with a straight face. No. That's, that's stupid. That's silly. That's I'm absolutely got, silly. Right. 
I'm just saying, I mean, there's a large segment of society and that's their standard. Oh, for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. But it's just funny because it just comes down to what, what's your standard. I'm going to turn the screen down. It's bright. Woo. It's just, it comes down to definitions. What's a drug? What's a medicine? What's this? What's that? We're always talking past each other. Mm-hmm. Most of what I see on social media is people talking past each other. I, yeah. Another one would be uh, what we're talking past each other is what do you mean by sober? Do you mean sober minded or just uh, literally your your uh, faculties haven't been altered? Right, I love that one. Anyway. People use that as an argument yeah. not to not to drink alcohol at all. It's like, well, what is sobriety? I mean, if you're raging and pissed off at something, you could be sober. Per the letter of the law, your alcohol content is going to be 0.0. You're not sober-minded. You're not thinking clearly. <laughs> no. When you've been pissed, anyone who's been pissed is like, I wasn't thinking clearly. That R. Kelly shit, man, he was he was not sober. <laughs> you see that? You see that interview? I, I only saw the clips from uh, late night people. I, wa- I watched that motherfucker. You, you watched the whole thing? Yes, sir. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I felt bad go. for the man. Oh boy, he was not—he's not in a good place. This dude. Oh man, I—I I, I don't feel bad for him. I'm not—I'm not taking the side of someone like R. Kelly, but I was just like, damn, this—this this dude is not in a good place. Holy shit! But it was weird. It was a weird. So many, so many people came out against that dude. You think someone like that honestly thinks he did nothing wrong? I was I, thinking. I, that- no, I don't. You think he knows he did it wrong? I mean, you know he's fucking. He he knows he fucked up, but he's his ego or he has to save face so strongly that he's just. That's that he's what just got to keep rolling with it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's probably true. I wonder if anyone though, like honestly, feels they did nothing wrong when they just fucked shit up really bad. I mean, I guess sociopathy, sociopathic people would not right. see themselves as doing anything wrong. Right. Other otherwise, well, people. Right. Would have to. Where's that line though? Where's the line be- <laughs> between well people and sociopathy? Well, I think it's right there. When you don't, when you can fool yourself in that kind of way, you're probably a so- sociopath. <laughs> and this dude did. Well, he was trying to play the victim, and he was so he was man. He was not. That was weird. It was like watching a car crash. You don't want to look, but you can't. No, you that's can't stop. that's the uh, that uncomfortable thing again. Where I I don't know if. If I could watch that, really, I, I could just watch it in clips. I don't know if I could take the full brunt of it. You don't need to sit through that whole thing. I know, I know generally what was going on. So, <laughs> so how many, what percentage of the population that watched it do you think uh, got fooled? Do you think he changed, changed anybody's mind? That God, I hope, I hope not. Was he a good He's, enough actor? I mean, that was no. Maybe. I never know anymore. I don't fucking know. This is an unpredictable time on what people think. I can't keep up. I know. We're uh we're in a time where uh Nazis Nazism is coming back in the style. Fascism for sure. There's certainly fascists, mm-hmm. yeah. It's weird. Kinda thought that was like uh polio that stuff should have gotten vaccinated out of society. We never learn. We just repeat the same shit over and over, man. 
I mean, haven't we been kind of doing this for thousands of years? <sighs> this kind of bullshit, like... Well, definitely like, the same cycles of thought. I mean, history is always kind of going in a cycle. It's funny, though. Like, if you look at statistics, like, crime is going down. Violence is going down on the whole. People always think about how shitty times are. But you know what? Like, sometimes it's like... You know how many people Genghis Khan killed? Like, without actual weapons swords and shit they just had they just had like swords bow and arrows right they killed like millions of people <clears throat> shit was crazy back then a third of Europe died in the bubonic plague third if a third of people died on the planet it'd be two point billion something <laughs> like holy shit sometimes sometimes we get caught up in the drama and things are getting worse I think it's just that we have more access to everything and all these perspectives and weird perspectives. Well, access access to information. Like a blessing and a curse, man. Yeah. Like it's cool. Internet's cool. You, have, you can do a lot of shit that you don't think twice about. Like I can just go on Netflix and watch whatever the fuck I want. And back in the day, you had to watch whatever the fuck they said. <laughs> and we can, you know, hey, shit, I forgot. Can you pick up some kale at the store? You could just text that real quick. Back in the day, it was like, you're not going to get what you want. I said, Kale, like I'm a, no, it'd be more like, I'm a pothead. It'd be more like, can you pick up a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> but you could just be like, get me this real quick. Help me, please. I'm hungry. You and just beam information across wherever you are. Like, internet's cool. And that, Share information. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We can do this shit. We would have never done this shit in the 90s. But it's scary too. Technology's scary too. <laughs> Right. Well, the the combination of it, uh, the ease of access to information, and then the fact that I mean, the media does like um, reporting on negative stories more than positive stories. That's all it is. And then you know the added layer that negative doesn't negative information seem to stick better than positive. It, it takes what. 10 compliments to yep. to wipe out uh, one slight down, whatever. <laughs> one yeah. offense. So we gotta... We you're gotta... ugly. You could be told you're pretty all day long and one stupid person you don't like or doesn't even care, you don't, like, doesn't care about you. You're ugly. That would ruin your whole day. Probably your next day too. Probably. Yeah. Terrible. So we have a lot of things against us. Working against us. Uh, sometimes it feels life is working against you. So I don't know. It's hard not to be cynical about things. It's Maybe. hard not to see all that negative news and be like, we're fucked. Climate change, that shit's scary, dude. And I know it's been politicized, and I know people have done that. That doesn't mean it's not true. What the scientists say is like not encouraging. <laughs> Damn, that's a big one. That one scares me, but it's, it's one we don't really think about. We talk about it a lot, but it would take some drastic measures to curtail how fucked up we've made things man right and depending on who you listen to it seems like we're already kind of too late yeah it's too late things are accelerating faster than scientists thought they were originally scary man like you don't you don't realize the the feedback cycles like uh when uh when the tundra ah, i'm sorry but for lack of a better word when the tundra thaws out it creates more methane and then that methane increases the thawing and 
yeah, it just keeps on feeding back. So in other words, we're fucked. <laughs> Eventually, everybody dies. Yeah, that's true. What are you gonna do? You can do your best. That's all you can do. You can't change the world. I mean, you can try. You can do your little part. You can yeah. always change how you react to it. That's true. Like that, that, fuck. You talked about it in our book, man, that, that Vietnamese dude who lit himself on fire. <clears throat> everyone freaked out except him. It's like, damn, you can really... How the fuck can someone change their worldview so much or their view on life and practice so much that they can literally, like, even the grotesque amount of suffering, they're just like, I'm good. Wow. I'd be, that's fucking crazy. It's encouraging. That's a that's a whole level of enlightenment, man. <laughs> that's a level I have not got to. And uh, hopefully, you won't ever have to. No, I hope not. Like that, yeah. Fuck no. I stubbed my toe, and I'm like, ah, fuck! I broke it like five times in a kill row. Me now. Oh my, yeah. kill me, shoot me now! <laughs> like Florida, have mercy. It's the worst pain you ever felt. You just scream into a pillow, so many obscenities, and then you don't even want to look. You ever had something like you had something like that happen? Really oh great. yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, <sighs> your bike wreck, man. I can't believe our friendship <laughs> started because of a bike wreck. In yeah. part, it played its part. It's weird. Yeah, I call it a uh, terror on the ridge. That yeah, day. that's what you call it. It's perfect. Yeah. You're st- you're a good storyteller. That's well, thank very- you. Yeah, I like that. I like hearing that story. I think it's I think it's crazy, man. It's crazy that you do something like you're a good you're a good dirt bike rider. You know what the fuck you're doing. I mean for as much, forever. For as much as I ride, I do I do okay. Yes. If I could have a sober um assessment of, of my abilities, yes. Yeah. You you know what you're doing. <clears throat> so to still have this like fucking terrible accident, man, where you got fucked up. It's crazy. I've seen I've seen like dudes who know how to ride bikes and shit, man. Well, the and thing they is, biff out and they, yeah. holy shit, dude, that looks terrible. Oh and I God. wasn't, I wasn't even doing anything stupid. It's just my back tire, as as I described, uh, that my back tire caught a rut, and you know, it sent me over my handlebars. But I wasn't, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't speeding or anything like that. Um, you weren't even going fast, huh? May, maybe seven, seven <sighs> miles an hour. Damn, you yeah. fucked yourself up that bad going seven. Right. That's crazy. Life can be like that, though. You don't even know. You have no fucking... Like, all these people have these, like, crazy life experiences that can be the most mundane Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just totally... No, I... <laughs> yeah. This blows you away how, how quickly your day can change. Totally. It was a, it was a lovely afternoon, and then... Yeah. A lovely Easter afternoon, and then... That's like when I found out my grandmother died. I was at work, man. I was I, I used to work overnights at the group homes. Right. I was like, fuck, I don't know what time it was. It was like 3.30 in the morning. My mom called me and I was like, uh-oh. You get that 3.30 yeah. in the morning call. like It's not good. It's never good. I worked the same schedule Thursday, Friday, Saturday. People didn't call. <laughs> like, I called you. Like, I called my wife yeah. when I could. When you work at a group home. Woo, boy. Things can go, you know, you're always, you could be chilling, but most time it's like you're still on your, on game because these kids, <laughs> you go down real quick. I wish I could tell all those stories, <laughs> but for sake of, 
Uh, uh, I mean, yes, yeah, save it for another podcast. No, I couldn't tell the story because uh, you can't oh, when you're right. a social worker. Yeah, that's the thing. Right, right, right. I always right. thought like you could write a book. Oh my God, people wouldn't even believe what you're saying. But but you got you got to protect people's right to privacy. I, but yeah, when I got that call and it was like, man, it just changed your world. Like my grandma was sick, but even when you know someone's sick and you get that call, it's like, damn, it's crazy. It just changes your world. Every, you know, you have, everyone has those events. Everyone can relate to that. I remember when my buddy's, uh, my buddy's dad died. He, he was young, man. He had a stroke. Hospital thought he was on meth and they turned him away and then he had like a major stroke and fucking never came out of it. Oh, wow. It's like, damn, young too. Like 50s, maybe. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty young. It's pretty young to have that, man. I remember this dude being worried about like salvation and afterlife. I was like, man, that that was a big part of my whole life. And I always thought about that stuff too with my family because we were Christian, but not everyone was Christian in my family. So a lot of these Christians, like that's all they know. They only know Christians. They all their friends are Christian. They might go to Christian school. They play in Christian this and that. Which I did. I played Christian Little League. <laughs> but I don't remember being actively always involved. And then my like my grandparents were Catholics, but not really. Like everyone's Catholic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And my grandpa was pretty much agnostic. And so I always worried about that shit. But I don't think most people have to think about that. They're always surrounded all their all their friends and family are Christian. Most evangelicals, you right? Or I would think so. Yeah. I would think so. I mean anyone who goes to a Christian school. Anyone who is always at church, church groups, all your friends are Christian. You're raising the church. Your grandparents are, church, are Baptist. You're a Baptist. Your, your kids will be Baptist or whatever. I think uh, I did have one or two. I, I think I've always had one or two um, non-Christian friends. But I, I, I've always had more Christian than non-Christian friends. Yeah. yeah. It's good to have at least one or two, I think. I mean, you know, even when you're in that world, I'm not saying you should... I'm not, I'm not saying you should pick your friends based on their beliefs. But I'm saying like when you're in that world, I think yeah. that's helpful that if you do because it's it makes things more human. When you start talking about you start talking about heaven and hell like you're talking about grains of sand. And I know that you can use that analogy, but <laughs> you're talking about human beings like Jesus. Have mercy. Like you're talking about people burning forever or going to hell forever forever ever ever ever. And you're just talking about so flippantly. <clears throat> we, you know, this is a human being. Like they, they, they picked atheism. They might be. A, but what if they're a kind person? You'd be a Christian. You'd be a dick. Well, that's why. Yeah, like you said, I think most people just most evangelicals just want to mm-hmm. be right. They're afraid of the embarrassment of being wrong. They've never sat sat and meditated on. What it'd be like to have their uncle, you know, burn in hell. To know that your uncle was burning in hell. Most, yeah, yeah. No one wants to think about that. Some of or us you do. shouldn't. Well, no, you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. I think you said it in um, in our first book that life does not have to be some grand eternal game. Like it doesn't have to be a game of the highest stakes for it <clears> to mean something. Like, why does it have to be so ridiculous? Like, yeah, hell uh, forever and ever. Someone being torn from you and not existing forever and ever and ever. Don't you have a bigger hope? 
Jeez. I hope yeah. you would. I would be curious, you know, why do you think, why do people think that the universe has to work like that? I mean, it's a, what you say, it's a very dualistic uh, way of thinking, perhaps. I would think so. Like it's an you, in-group and an out-group. I guess I thought this way before I became a universalist, um, that if you didn't make a decision of ultimate importance, what's the, takes away... It would take away from the relief of having escaped hell. And for some reason, mm. that's really important. It takes away your gratitude, maybe. If you were if you were never saved from something so terrible, um, would that uh, take away from your experience I, of love? And, I guess I could see why people would think that. It, I, right? I can see the sense in it, at least. Sure. I get it. Because <laughs> it always feels good to turn over your pillow to the cold side to experience the change. I mean, I just think you can believe all that and not have to believe that. Like, I don't know. It's eternal suffering bullshit. Like, I would definitely say it's better to know the truth now that you're loved by God, that you're saved, that Christ, the Buddha, loves you be compassionate show mercy you're good you're gonna you're, you're gonna be fine in the end all will be well and still and still see the value in repentance let's say to use the christianese there can still be that yeah there can still be that repentance there can still be that purgatorial sort of correction there's no one saying I've never met a universalist who's not saying that people can't be corrected. You don't have to be dualistic and still affirm the need to reconcile with God, we'll say. Whatever that means. Yeah. Shed, would, your, shed your dualism. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I would say that dualism is all just uh, pre-life stuff. You have to get rid of that stuff and then you actually truly begin to, to live. Um, when talking about the big ideas of life, I think for sure, I would still say like dualism's fine. Like you have to make a right turn or a left turn. <laughs> you have to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, so it has its place, like the ego, it has its place, but in the big ideas of life, like fucking just get rid of that shit. Put that aside. Life can mean something. If some people don't go to heaven or some people go to heaven, some people go to hell. If you shed that life still means something. Even if you say there's there's a point to there's benefits to being a more compassionate, merciful person now. Well, okay, I would say there's there's I'll, still I'll, there's still benefits to uh, to repenting, but that doesn't mean that um, there's necessarily a point to life. Like no, I don't. No, like, I, I like, wouldn't say that. Like the idea that life doesn't point to anything else. So, I mean, in a very technical way, there is no meaning to life. No, I wouldn't. I, I don't think there is. I, I mean, or there's infinite meaning to life at the same time. Like, no meaning is right. No meaning is wrong. Meaning is what you draw from it. Life is what it is. I would say there's meaning within life. Sure. When I look at a teddy bear that points to uh, an experience that I had as a child, but... Um, 
And the meaning is what you draw from it. Yeah. It doesn't mean one thing though. And therefore life doesn't mean one thing. Like 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 a dance is a dance. Like mm -hmm. my daughter dances all the fucking time and I got to brag for a second like they've won yeah, they fucking it. killed it. Last last competition, national dance competition, they fucking killed it. The whole studio won everything. But every dance that she does is different, but it's the same dance. And so every time there's a, it seems like there's a different context, there's a different meaning you bring into it. Like I watch her dance, like this last time they, they did a piece and it was almost like I thought my daughter was going to cry. Like I interpreted her like that. And it was just a, the meaning from that dance that she did is the, it's the same dance as she's done before, but I drew different meaning from it. And so life is like that. Depending on your context, depending on your situation, you draw different meanings from it. It doesn't mean one thing. There's not a meaning to life. But life is a dance. And dance is, dance is art. And we, Art is art. It means different things to different people. We can draw different things. We have different perspective. Yeah. Just to add, nothing is. Uh, there's no. There's no rules. There's. There's nothing that you have to do. No. Um. Not at all. And that's. That's what. I mean, some people would be really deflated when they realize that life uh, doesn't mean anything. That, oh, it'd be heartbreaking. That there's nothing you have to do. Um, yeah, existential crisis. <laughs> but it's it's really easy. You just got to switch it around. It's really actually very exhilarating. It's very liberating. Um, yeah, you can. It means you can do whatever you want. <laughs> what do you want to do? If you want to be the best fucking violinist in the world, and you got the dedication, you got the skill, you it's just what you want to do. Fucking go do it. Be the best and I'll be impressed. Like, we'll be impressed. You want to be the best writer? Be the best writer. Go do that. Go go do those things. And there's no shame and guilt. It's a, life is a process. There's no shame and guilt if you're not, you want to you wanna work out all day. You want to be like fucking shredded. Just be you though. Don't be some other person. Just do the best you. That's all you can do. That rhymed. <laughs> I think it was Joe Rogan who said like, be the, like, be the, um, main character in your own movie like be a fucking like whatever you want to do do it you want to do a podcast fucking do a podcast do the best fucking podcast you can do and that that works for me I, I... be real be real to who you are it doesn't i always tried to be when i was first like i wanted to be talbot when i first started writing you read talbot is like this dude's a scholar he's a philosopher he's like smart as fuck i want to be this dude and so i wrote I kind of wrote more scholarly shit. And then it was like, just be who you want to be. Just be you. You don't have to be this person, this person, this person, this person. You don't have to fit this cultural norm. You don't have to fit what people say you should be. Just you got to be present and know, like, what do you want to do? Yeah, just be you. Create the bonfire sessions. Yeah. That's right, man. Don't don't create the Joe Rogan. Yeah, you show. don't. Yeah. You, yeah. <sighs> kind of wish I had the Joe Rogan podcast with I wish I had the listenership <laughs> actually <laughs> I, I would like I would like shit. the money but. the money dude people like that man it's a good show though God bless him I'm glad he I'm glad he did it I'm glad people like that do it no he I, deserves I'm glad the litter just have you know all their listeners man they do a good show Radio Lab they got a good show too 
you know, definitely. Yeah. find your niche, man. But just it's, it's creating content is important. It's important. And if that's what you want to do, just do it. Find a way to do it, man. You don't have to do it a hundred percent all the time. I'm not a hundred percent writer right now. I wish I was. I wish I, I try to squeeze it in. If you, you know, I try to, I try to write when I can. I try to do this podcast when I can. Obviously, I'm going to do this weekly because this shit is fun. <laughs> but it's, you know, <clears throat> just create content. Just do it the best. Whatever you're drawn to. You want to be a painter, be a fucking painter. Be the best painter, though. Just be the best you. I don't know. Sounds cliche, but. Well, cliches are cliches for a reason. Stere- yep. All that shit. Stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. Doesn't mean it's true all the time. Just means, I don't know. Glad we're doing this though, man. This shit is fun. It's fun to talk to people. It is. It's fun to talk to you. I'm glad we've been doing this shit for a long time. Do you ever think we do a pod? You did you ever think we do a podcast? Uh, no, I didn't. I wasn't sure if you would either. I was hoping you would though, because I knew it'd be good. You gotta be ready though. It, it yeah, it forces you to to step up your game, and that's the thing that that I like about it. Um, like. Yeah. Just, uh, it's always going to be awesome to sit around a bonfire and talk, but... I think people need to step up the games a lot of things, man. It's, it's funny, like... The, I mean, the only uh, the only thing that is probably holding people back is just laziness and being afraid of failure. And la- laziness in some instances could be fine, though. It could be fine. It, and boredom can be okay. It, it uh, I think there's a study that I read about boredom. Like, you can... You actually become more creative. And it, and it helps the creative process. So I think laziness in certain situations can be fun because I think we overwork ourselves. I think we get too fixated on all these tasks that we have to do in life and there's nothing wrong with just fucking flopping on the bed or on the couch and no, not to, watching TV or some shit. Not to uh, split hairs or, or whatever, but yeah, it's totally okay. Every I mean, well, when the situation is right, it's always okay to... To do nothing. If it's okay to sit and do nothing, sit and do nothing. Right. Laziness would be doing it when the situation didn't call for it. Yeah, I don't think there's any virtue in, in laziness per se. I mean, sloth, I mean. Oh, for sure. Deadly sin. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, you know. I think eventually you just gotta, if you want to do something, you just do it. And... And but then balance that with no, without having expectations. Just keep doing it. Like if you have the expectation, you want to be a writer, you want to be a podcaster. I, I don't have the expectation that a hundred thousand people are going to listen to this podcast and we're going to make money doing it. No, you should you should be doing a podcast because you simply like doing a podcast, right? And you're going to commit to doing it the best you can, and you're gonna you're gonna be true to yourself, and you're gonna talk how you would, and you're gonna be real, you're gonna be vulnerable, and you're gonna see what happens. And you could have it. You could be like, ah, man, I hope, I hope, like, I hope I'm talking to ten thousand people someday. I hope a bunch of people are like, fuck this, this episode, this, this podcast is the shit. But if it doesn't happen, if it's a hundred people, if it's you know whatever, it's it's whatever. It's cool either way. Just do, just, just create shit, man. We we are creative, yeah, species. Create shit. If it doesn't go how you would have liked it to have, well, then just maybe just don't quit your day job just yet no no 
No, take it like five five percent at a time, ten percent, and then ten, and then bump it up fifteen, twenty, and you start to get better ideas. How how can I make this plausible in the world we live in? If you want to create art, you still got to pay bills. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I mean that's yeah. just the way. That's that's the way it is, you know. So, so just keep working, just keep grinding. You can do it. Like I got to keep. I'm I'm preaching to the choir, man. You got to keep doing it. Just keep, just getting in there. Come up with different ideas. Meet new people. Have the vulnerability to say, "Hey, I I know I don't know shit about marketing. I don't know shit about uh, how do I? I got this product that I want to sell. I think it's cool. What do you think? Tell me what you really think. That's a big part about being like a. You want to be a writer. You want to be a podcaster, and then send it to people and be like, "Tell me honestly what you think about this shit." And if you're passionate about what you're doing. As much as maybe you don't want to do part of the process, like talk to people that you don't know, be uncomfortable in that kind of way, it pushes you past it. You got like, it. Yep. It totally does. But I mean, but if you don't have something that you love, that's too much of a barrier to um, yes. yeah. to overcome. That's why you got to get. You got to find. You got to find what you love, man. You got to find what you are passionate about, and just trust that process. It's hard. Mm-hmm. I never thought I was gonna be a writer. I never thought I'd be a podcaster. You know what? I want to be a cop one time. <laughs> didn't you? Didn't right? Didn't you want to work for the FBI? At yeah, at some point. Yeah, my my plan was to maybe do like military police, and then and then come do cop, okay. and then and then and then go towards a federal job. And and that was a part of like why I started working at juvenile hall. So I was like, okay, this could be a stepping stone. I could work at the juvenile hall. And then maybe work corrections, become a sheriff. Maybe I thought about military at one point, but and then maybe work my, you know, try to be working in the FBI or some mm-hmm. shit. Could you imagine me working for the FBI? Fuck no. <laughs> well, it takes a while to understand what what was my life. What am I supposed to do? I was way off. Well, at the time, I heard about that that you were doing that. I wasn't completely surprised. I can't I, I can't say I knew you very well at that time, but. I didn't know myself, man. Right. It takes a while to know yourself. It's funny because, like, I could do the, like, I did jujitsu and stuff. I did MMA for a little bit. I, I'm not, I'm not a fighter, but like, I could do all that kind of stuff. But just the attitude I think it takes to be some like an FBI agent or a cop, I could never do that. I no, I'm, I obviously could never do that. I could not yeah. see you as a cop. You'd be the funniest cop. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. No, I don't. <laughs> No offense, you wouldn't make a good cop at all. I could fake it for like three years and then I'd quit. That would be what I did. Nope. Because I'm a quitter. No offense taken. <laughs> That's a tough job, man. A sober think, assessment of your own abilities works both ways. It does, yeah. You gotta, you gotta be real. I could not be a cop. They got a tough job. They fuck up a lot. Man, I'm not gonna shit on cops because, I mean, I will. They They fuck up sometimes. A lot. But that is a tough job though, too. Like jeez, it's it's it. That, that's not an excuse for some of the behavior some display. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's good cops out there, but no, but tons of respect for what they do, obviously. Well, definitely gonna say like, yeah, tons of respect for the, the difficulty of something like that. Like I couldn't do it myself. Mm-hmm. But then again, we can't be dualistic and say we can't critique them. <laughs> you know, like some of the shits like. Whoa. No, I mean, just like we, I mean, 
they got to we all got to be critiqued we all got to be willing to if we're fucking up our job like this isn't right like what they do you know this fucking shooting black kids and shit like man even in the military like you can't just say this is what i've heard i've never been in the military but what i've heard is that you can't just say well i opened fire on someone because i was afraid or i feared you know i had fear but that seems to be some of the thing like so if you're if you feel fear you're allowed to be very aggressive and very offensive when it comes to I don't know what it's like to be a cop. So again, like I can't speak to it personally, but it seems like if we don't even hold them, like the military seems like they'd be way more fearful. There's way more to worry about, but we hold them to a different standard. Like it seems like if just because you feel afraid, like, I don't know. You should, there should be some sort of test that you have to take for that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the process is like. I don't know. I forget. I took um I took a polygraph once to be a corrections officer. Scary. Did you pass? Or I didn't get the job. Oh. But I don't know if that was because of that or because of my interview or whatever. But it was weird because I was so nervous and afraid. Like just because just for the <laughs> I don't know because it's like, well, this is terrible. And I don't so I don't know if I failed the polygraph. I was trying to be honest. But I have no idea what my resting heart rate was like. I remember feeling nervous as fuck. So I, I don't know if they... I don't know how it works. I I got to figure that's factored in. I mean, I would think that... I would think so. Enough people would be nervous taking polygraphs that they know how to take that noise out. Yeah. I'm a classic but, overthinker, though. So if you ask me a question, and I don't think it's a good question, I don't really know how to answer it. <laughs> There's so many questions like that. Sometimes people ask bad questions. You point that out in our book, our, uh, A Journey with Two Mystics. Yeah, Not all right. questions are good questions. So right. if you ask me a question, it's like sometimes you don't give me, it's a bad question. I don't even know how to answer. Yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. No, but you know they're out there. Right. They're like leading questions or like yes or no questions sometimes when yes or no doesn't work. Right. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember the polygraph. That was scary though. It's like being pulled over. Anytime I get pulled over, I'm nervous as fuck. I could be dead. I could be stone sober. Like it could be five in the morning. And I'm going to a flight to catch somewhere. If you pull me over, I'm going to be nervous as shit. Right. And uh, unlike some people, I wouldn't say that that points to uh, corruption in cops. It's just no. The very fact that you're nervous about a cop being behind you doesn't necessarily mean that the police are corrupt. No, definitely not. Just means you don't want to have to pay the fine. Or... <laughs> I'm nervous around anyone. <laughs> Let alone a cop. It's not shitting on cops, man. I get nervous meeting a new person. <laughs> That's, that might be more about me, but but again, like I don't know. I'm not black. You know? It, it seems to point that Black people or people of color are definitely discriminated. I don't know what it's like to be pulled over as a black person. Sounds terrible. Sounds worse. The way they describe it. I don't know what it's like to be a black person. But if I'm listening to them, like, shit, man. I'm nervous as it is. It sounds like it sounds like you, you guys got it way worse. And I don't get the impression that they're lying. No, not at all. No. It's like, that sounds shitty. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know how to help. I wish I could help. Tell me how to help. You know, <clears throat> sometimes it's best just to shut the fuck up too. Like 
This is what I don't like. This is what I guess about some people. It's like you don't always have to voice your opinion on something, right? No, I've had people get mad at me for you didn't have an opinion on this. It's like because I'm I'd be ignorant, and I've I've taken it upon myself that when I'm ignorant about something, I'm gonna shut the fuck up for a second. Right. I have a pretty good idea when uh, I have no. I'm not gonna win this argument. Why would I say something? Or I, I have no even leg to stand on on the argument. Right, or right. I mean, yeah, I don't have anything to argue about. <laughs> right. I think I think when it comes to like race stuff, man, you have to you have to find a balance though. If you're a white person, you definitely want to be an ally. But you gotta find that balance of like I wanna speak out, but I definitely wanna make I wanna let black people speak first, let's say. Or someone of color first. Or, or the gay issue, like I want to be an ally, but let me be an ally to say this is how I would approach it. Other people approach it differently. I would say if I'm going to be an ally, like, hey, person of color, get to the front, and let me stand behind you and support you. No, let, I think, let them talk first. I think you should give the honor of fighting their own fight and standing with them and not being silent. I, I mean, I think I think yeah. we don't have to be silent. We definitely can voice something. And and I think we should because otherwise we're if we're not voicing our opinion sometimes I think we seem or we might even be complicit in the problem. As a as a I'm not a person of color, but like when it comes to that issue, I'm not a gay person, but when it comes to ash that issue, definitely have a voice, but let those people speak first. I don't know. That's that's some people don't. They just I think we get this like white knight syndrome. We gotta come in and save the day <laughs> on behalf of black people or gay people it's like no <clears throat> you could be you could be uh gimli or legolas let the black person be aragorn or frodo <laughs> you know what i mean like you could be a part of the fellowship but <laughs> you might not be the main character in trying to heal the and that that's that. frankly just uh a relief for me i don't have white knight syndrome I don't, I don't, for, for I don't good either. or for bad, I don't think I really have that. No, I definitely don't feel like I have to speak on behalf of people. Like I definitely have that view of like if I'm ignorant on something, I'm cool with admitting I'm ignorant. I'm not a specialist on black relations and, and black culture. I would definitely want to be like, yo, find a black person that you can listen to, a black writer, a black theologian who wants to talk about those issues let them speak first i find i stay in your lane is what i'm trying to say like and i'm of the opinion that i don't necessarily feel the need to go out and look for trouble i think i have a very uh maybe selfish attitude when i i just you're doing you i'm doing me i well isn't that kind of part of the uh parable of the good samaritan part of it is that the the samaritan was just he was going along his way and then he happened to come across this person that needed need it's not like he was going out looking for a samaritan to help or a jew to help yeah 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 the samaritan was just he was just doing what he thought was right so maybe it's not that i don't have white knight syndrome i just operate in a different on a different level, not a higher or lower level, just a different one. 
Yeah, maybe it comes down to personality too. A lot of it. Like I, I'm not a professional. Uh, I don't ever want to be paid to go and uh, find people who need help. <laughs> I want to. I want to be paid to write. I want to be paid to ride dirt bikes. I don't. I don't want to be paid to save the world. Well, that goes back to just finding what you want to do. Yeah. Like some people are activists. That's cool. Some people like. Some people like I got. I got. I got friends who get arrested. <laughs> for doing activist shit like for the poor people's campaign that was i think it was started or started in in inspiration for martin luther king or martin luther king himself started it they get arrested i'm like I, great like i that's awesome let me let me help in my way i don't have to say i can't save the world let me help in my way i'm gonna stay in my lane i'm gonna find out what's best for me and i've been told my books help. <laughs> My That's podcasts awesome. help. Yeah. This podcast will help. It's like the, the pattern is that if you could just be real and, and find out what you want to do, which I think we're doing, this is what we want to do. We want to talk. We want to kick around ideas. Yeah. I mean, it sure seems like it feels like we're on the right path. Right. At least. And people are like, hey, this helps me out. Some people get pissed. Some people are offended. Some people can't take a joke. Some people believe that others have to go to hell I'm not a christian for being a universalist you're going to hell because you're like hey yeah buddha we're cool <laughs> you know we're going to hell for this and that but we're helping some people we're helping some people right you know whatever we're doing and even if it's one person right and not to be an ass but i don't really care that much if if i offend people um, I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't want people to be offended. I guess no. I'm saying I, I don't really care if people yell at me anymore. I, I would rather not be in person, but like, no, that's online, uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I, I feel like I've seen too much vicariously. It's like been there, done that. It's not. Yeah, got the t-shirt. Burn the t-shirt. <laughs> that's why it goes back. We're gonna get you on Facebook, man. Once we launch a podcast, that's what I was thinking. Is that if we had a Facebook group, we could just like make it limited. Like we just post the shit about the podcast. People talk about the podcast. We get you on there. Just have conversation. Just like be really selective on, you know, have a, you know, I don't know. This is what we tried on the Heritage Happy Hour. And some people get in there. They just want to make waves. And this is too much. <laughs> I'm ready to give it a try. Yeah, you should, man. Uh, it would help me out. It's why I always like want to shake my head at Rob Bell. It's like, just say you're a universalist. Help us out, man. Some of us are going out on a limb. Fuck. <laughs> you're the one that started this stuff, man. You, you should kind of lend a hand. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks you are anyway. Just, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, I know people like that, you know. I think Brad Jerzak's, I'm not going to call him out, but I just did. I, I'm not calling him out. I love Brad. But I think he like differentiates. I don't even know how he differentiates. He's like a inclusivist versus universalist. I don't know. I don't know how to differentiate, man. Okay. I just yeah, it just seems like quibbling. Like, no, right. I Brad mean, and Brad and me would have like the same theology, I think, pretty much. I use Brad a lot. Like his work is really yeah. good. I'm yeah. just like, okay. Yeah. I think Brad would know more about me and be able to differentiate. <laughs> I'm just an ignorant fuck. Like, what's the difference? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't get it. 
right immediately <laughs> i can't see the distinction yeah maybe i don't know people like that people know a lot man some people know so much i i think i know a lot but sometimes i feel like i'm just an ignorant dumbass some people use these terms or have these different ways of talking i'm just like fuck i don't know shit man <laughs> maybe that's one reason why i just want to be a novelist yeah, that comparison is no longer valid. Whether you're smart enough, it's yeah. rather did you create something beautiful? It's yeah, you, yeah. That's what this is, man. That's what this is. It's just a unique conversation, and it's like, okay, you don't have to be the most intelligent dude in the room, but I bet you, I bet you could be good. I bet if you find your niche, you could you could get good at something pretty quick. It takes a while to be a master, but. 10,000 hours. Yes, fuck. If we did this shit, how long? We do an hour. We're at two hours. Dude, that's a long motherfucker. If we did an hour, hour and a half for 52 weeks, that's still 52 hours. Like, shit. yeah, it's going to take... <laughs> we're going to be we would, old ass men by the time we're masters of this shit. I'm just guessing, but I think we would be dead first. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. Climate change, man. Right, by, by any number of... Uh, <laughs> circumstances yeah. yeah i don't know when you think about it man the, the the universe is so fucking old what's the difference between 55 years and 75 in the grand scheme of things like he lived a long good life 82 years he died young 58 years it's like i get it but yeah i get it i totally get it the experience is such but when you step back and you're like man the universe is almost 14 billion years Universe doesn't seem to give a fuck. <laughs> it doesn't. It seems apathetic. Eat, drink, and be happy. Is that Luther? Who is that? <laughs> I don't know who said that. I want to say it was a proverb. Uh, maybe. Sounds good. That uh, seems like a good place to stop, man. We've been rolling forever. Yeah. It was good. I enjoyed this conversation. I'm glad we talked about it. We were going to talk about universalism. I think we kind of did. But this is just kind of how it's going to be. This right? is how it's going to be. We, we start out in one place and... We just go, man. I think I hope that's the I hope that's creative enough. I hope people like that. If you do, fucking subscribe. If you listen to iTunes, Podbean, uh, Stitcher, I think eventually Spotify. And uh, yeah, please uh, subscribe, listen. We're having a blast doing this. I hope you enjoy it. And we'll see you on episode three. Peace out, and as always, don't be a dick. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Play us out, Barrett.